0: Kyrie son. Lord, have mercy. We actually hear that today in our gospel, Kyrie Son. It's a different translation maybe than we're used to. That's when the lady, the canon woman, comes and says, Have pity on me, Lord. But I like the translation, have mercy on me, Lord, have mercy, compared to have pity on me. Because whenever I think of pity, I think of Mr. T., and I pity the fool. And I don't think that's what the Lord wants to do for us. He doesn't want to pity us. He wants to be merciful. He wants to help us. What is mercy? Yes, mercy is God's forgiveness. And that's why we ask for it every single time we start with, with, with Mass. Asking for his, his forgiveness, but also asking for his help. His helping hand. And this is what the Canaanite woman is asking for today. We have to put it in context. Who is this Canaanite woman? What exactly is, is going on here? Well, we hear Jesus is going to the region now, withdrawing to region of Tyre and Sidon. And so he's in the Canaanite land. Where, where is that, by the way? It's, it's kind of north of, of Jerusalem, northern part of Israel, we could say, in a certain sense. We've actually been hearing about Canaanite, the land of Canaan, ever since Genesis chapter 10. And ever since, it's kind of been a fight between whose land is this? Is it the Israelites or is it, is it the, the Canaanites? And there's a battle going on. And so even in Jesus' time, it wasn't a full-out war, but it was kind of like now even if you go to Israel, right? You have Palestine and you have Israel. And there's that tension Between uh, the two, so we have that going on. Also, the Canaanites we know are are Gentiles, but not only Gentiles. They are the worst of the worst. What do I mean by that? Well, they were heavily involved in uh, immoral acts. They were they were heavily involved in idolatry. They were very very wicked, even to the point of offering child sacrifices. They're heavily involved in in worshiping false gods. And so it should come to no surprise that this woman's daughter now is possessed by a demon. That's just a side note for us, by the way. If you open yourself up to the occult, you're opening yourself up to being possessed by demons. I know so often now the world is saying, oh, it's no big deal. We're just asking for this God and this spirit and this asking for these little curses to be come on someone, that is a big deal. We should never fool around with that. Be it a Ouija board, be it whatever else is going on in society these days, as I'm hearing about with asking for, uh, for these spirits to come and help us, no, you're opening yourself up to someplace you do not want to go. And so it's not surprising for this Canaanite woman's daughter to be possessed by a demon. It actually makes sense. Because they're inviting them into this land. And so now she's possessed by this demon, this Canaanite woman's daughter. And no one else can heal her. And so what does she do? She comes and she says, "'Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David.'" So already we, something, we see something very, very unique and astonishing. This Canaanite woman, this woman who's involved in idolatry, we could imagine, is now identifying the Lord for who he is. Lord, son of David. And remember, the Israelites aren't doing this. Even Jesus' apostles are still struggling. Who exactly is this rabbi who we are following? But this woman identifies him for who he is and asks for his mercy. And what does Jesus do? When he hears that her daughter is tormented by a demon, what does he do? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. He actually ignores her. But she is persistent. And so she keeps on asking, have mercy on me. And eventually the disciples come to Jesus and they say, send her away. For she keeps on calling after us. Not only is she calling after us, but to have a Canaanite woman around you would make you very uncomfortable. It's a wicked person, we could say. It's almost even an enemy. It can make you unclean. Send her away, Jesus. Jesus. And how does Jesus answer? Well, he doesn't just answer the disciples. He doesn't just answer the woman. He kind of says this statement. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why was Jesus sent into the world? Why did he in the incarnation come? It was for the lost sheep of Israel. It was for the the lost tribes, for the promised people he was sent to bring them redemption, to bring them the this, this Savior, to reunite them once again from that fall of Adam and of Eve. This woman hears this. And when she hears this, you can imagine at first she's going to be uh, despondent. But instead she does something very, very, very powerful. The woman came and did Jesus' homage. She was a different interpretation. The woman came, knelt down before him, and worshiped Jesus. And there's that huge change. Now she is worshiping him. Kneeling down before him. Not only identifying him as the Lord, Son of David, she now believes it in her heart. And so she's kneeling and she's worshiping him. And she says, Lord, help me. How often have we done that, right? We fall into our knees and simply said, Lord, help me. I have no one else to turn to. I can't do this by myself. I need you and she's doing him homage. She's worshiping him, kneeling down. And now we expect the part of the story for Jesus to immediately cure the woman's daughter. But he doesn't. Nope. Instead, he says in reply, it is not right to throw, take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. What's going on here, by the way? Well, first off, we know the proper order for food is first you must feed your children before you feed your dogs, especially 2,000 years ago. There wasn't, there wasn't dog food, right? You would never feed your children before dogs. But not only that, Jesus calls this woman a dog, and not in a good way, like, what's up, dog? That's not what he does, Instead, he calls her a dog, and we could probably imagine what word that would be. But does she take offense? No. Because why? When Jesus calls her this dog, what he's saying is, you are, in a certain sense, we could say, that you are unclean. That you are a sinner, That you are a, a Gentile. That's what you'd call, the Israelites would call these Gentiles dogs. And then the woman comes right back at Jesus and says, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table of their masters. See, what the lady is saying, this woman is saying is, I just need the crumbs, Lord, and I know that will be enough for me. That will be enough for my daughter to be healed. Just give me the scraps. That's how much faith I have in you is what she is saying. And so when Jesus hears this, of course, this beautiful, beautiful response. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Let it be done for you as you desire. And immediately, her daughter is healed. Why? Because she had the proper faith. Lord, all I need is the crumbs. And that will be enough. And we see in this story as well, there's this transformation of this this Gentile woman. How the wickedness we can even see is, is leaving her. She's truly identified who the only person is that's going to be able to help her, not only with her daughter, but with her whole life. She is kneeling down and worshiping the Lord, the Son of David, who came to give mercy to who? And as we know, not just to the house of Israel, but to the whole world. We hear about this in our first reading today from, from Isaiah, Isaiah 56. How all the peoples of the world will worship in the temple and offer sacrifices, even the Gentiles. We hear about this in our responsorial psalm today. O oh God, let all the nations praise you. We can fast forward into the New Testament And St. Paul, who is the apostle to the Gentiles, who says that through their disobedience, God may have mercy upon others to give to all of us, not just the Israelites, but to all of us. And how do we receive this mercy? When we come before the Lord like this Canaanite woman, We kneel down and we worship. Where do we do this in Mass, by the way? We kneel down during the Eucharistic prayer in front of not a table, but in front of the altar flowing from a course, the cross, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who says, I'm not just going to give you my crumbs. I'm not just going to give you my scraps. I will give you all of me so that you may be healed. I will let you share in my divinity. And so we kneel down during mass and we pray and we worship and we say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. Lord, transform me and help me only to worship you, not false idols, not the idols of, of, of money, of, of reputation, of prestige, but only you. Because you alone are what I long for, for what, who I long for. And So we kneel down and we worship. And when we do this, when we truly come to worship the Lord, we know he's not just giving us crumbs. We know he's not just giving us scraps. He gives himself completely to us because he wants us. And he came for all of us, including you, unworthy as you may feel. And so we come before him and we say, Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. Kyrie son.